0: I'm coming to you today with a very special and hopefully helpful segment, and a bit of a requested segment. We've had a couple requests lately for certain topics, and I adore that. This is Joy Fry-Waltmeyer, Savvy City Farmer, and as always, thanks for tagging along. If you remember last week, we had a really kind of hefty discussion about shopkeeping and the ins and the outs and the ups and the downs and the good days and the bad days and I thought it would be a really great idea to invite uh, some shopkeepers on to the episodes and let you hear firsthand from somebody who's actively running a shop and it you might want to take some notes you might want to jot some things down because these people have a lot to say about shopkeeping so let's get into some serious down-home chatter this is actually our first discussion with somebody that's not with us here in the studio so let's uh, set this up for a minute and we are going to be contacting Loot, Vintage and Supply, a fabulous shop in Waupaca, Wisconsin. So let's wait for them to answer and then we'll start the chatter.
1: Hello. Hello, Joy.
0: Hey, I got you on the first ring. How about that?
1: <laughs> I love it when a plan comes together.
0: Yeah, hey, I wanted to just introduce you for a second to everyone. This is my friend Todd from Loot Vintage and Supply. As I mentioned in the intro, a fabulous, fabulous shop in Waupaca, Wisconsin. And I'm gonna ask Todd some questions and then we're just gonna let him go and hope to inspire you with this subject so you would want to open a little shop. Is that okay, Todd?
1: Sounds great, Joy, and, okay. and thank you again. I'm excited to be here with uh, your listeners.
0: How long? We've been trying, what, six, seven weeks to get this accomplished?
1: A few weeks, but we're here. We're here. <laughs> we made we're it. We're here.
0: We're here. <laughs> so let's just dive right in. My first, let's do it. Uh, my first inquiry is the word loot, and how, how did that evolve, and how did you latch on to such a fabulous word that no one else has used
1: yet yeah, great questions so So first and foremost, uh, as we were thinking about branding and a shop name, we wanted to set ourselves apart. We wanted something simple that was easy to remember. in fact, many of our our customers and clients refer to us as the loot uh, <laughs> which which we we love uh, it 's very endearing, but loot by definition, uh, and it has many. But as we were searching, loot is defined as a collection of valued objects, bounty, treasures. So that really resonated with us as we think about the offerings that we provide to our clients. Um, it does have brand recognition. Uh, it looks great on, on print. It looks great in media. Uh, it looks really good on a logo uh, as well as apparel so that was really important to us when we were selecting a name but it right. uh, really comes back to scalability of the branding setting ourselves apart and tying back into that definition of of those valued objects that uh, that we offer to our clients so that's where loot came about
0: well let's just dive let's just take a little tiny detour already into branding since we're already right here and how important that is i, I didn't really do that with my business until after I was into it, right, and I should have had a mentor, or I should have had someone saying, hey, you need a brand. You need a barn with your logo, you know, something, and then later I'm like, oh, maybe I need to brand this, <laughs> so right out of the gate, you did that, correct?
1: Yeah, correct. We we really thought about the the business as a corporation. We thought about how do other companies and corporations operate, and brand, as most of us know, is one of the areas that many companies spend a very large amount of money on Now you mm-hmm. don't have to as a small business owner that's the good news there are plenty of resources and tools and uh, different things that you can use when creating your brand but thinking about it in a manner that reflects who you are what you do what your clients will experience when uh, when they engage with you as a business owner is, is really some of the early thought process that, that goes into establishing a brand. And again, something that is memorable, something that uh, that really gets the attention of your client base and the demographic that you're targeting. And exactly. uh, that's really where it all starts. Um, and thinking about it for the long term, how will this apply as my business evolves? Because we certainly, uh, here at Loot, we are very different today than we were actually four years ago when we started the business and uh, we've evolved over time, but that brand has evolved with us and something that has served us very well as we make changes, as we have new offerings, as we go into new markets mm-hmm. and uh, branding is something that we we absolutely thought about from the very beginning. And again, something that I would encourage uh, your listeners to really think about in who and what they want to be with their business, whether it's a small shop or if they aspire to be, you know, a national brand, Mm -hmm. approach it in the manner in which you aspire to become. And think about that from the early days of your branding, uh, of your branding strategy.
0: Well, and it, it goes even into your product because. Indeed. um, Particularly on social media, I can be scrolling and I'll see a picture. I'm like, Oh, that's loot. (laughs) <laughs>
1: right there. I love it. You know, the
0: style of your, ed- uh, your st- your filters. I, there's a branding that goes beyond the business card. Yes. It goes yes. into your, what you're actually buying and presenting. And then the tagline back to the business card. Once it was once said to me that the tagline should tell everybody exactly what this is. That's right. It should be an exclamation, an explanation all in its own, the tagline.
1: Yeah, ab- absolutely. And and that for us has evolved over time as well. When we started, we were actually loot home and garden.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: many prospective customers thought we were a garden store. They right. thought they were going to come and experience uh, greenery and plants and that's not what we do or who mm-hmm. we are. So we we've amended our brand uh with the launch of our new location launch of our website, we made a name change. Um, and those were lessons that we learned through through the process, uh, some the hard way. But uh, really, your brand has to reflect who you are and what you do. So we've we've changed ours. Uh, I think it suits us quite well. It's very clear who we are and what we do now with vintage and supply. And even our tagline, vintage gathered found for every lifestyle. So mm-hmm. we have things to offer, whether you're a vintage collector, whether you're seeking new creative home decor for, for your, your living environment, uh, or you just want something really cool. That's different uh, that you won't see at your neighbor's house. And we've incorporated all of those types of elements into our brand strategy. And uh, it's so far it's served us quite well. I, I love that you mentioned when you scroll through social media, you know, it's loot. Uh, we've mm-hmm. had those comments from, from many of our clients and other business owners, and that's something that we were seeking. And, and something I'd encourage your, your listeners to consider is how do they want to reflect their brand in the marketplace, whether it's on social media or directly to the client base. Uh, really think about your approach in the early days. You won't get everything right. Uh, it will evolve just as ours have, but uh, really put some thought into that as you're establishing your business.
0: Okay, so this is a twofold question. Okay, you can just go on ahead and run ahead <laughs> so what actually drew you to wanting to open a shop <laughs> and part two then morph into tell us about your first little six hundred square foot spot yeah. and how you got to where you are right now in your new location
1: uh great, great questions so so first. I personally have had a passion for collecting since I was a little kid. Very similar to yourself, Joy. Mm-hmm. Um, walking uh, walking the, the trails and along railroad uh, tracks and into old <laughs> buildings that I wasn't supposed to be in. Picking up those little treasures, that loot that I filled my pockets with and took back home to my bedroom. The, imag- uh,
0: the original American picker.
1: The yeah. perhaps, yeah. yeah, perhaps. And, and it, so it started back then. And as, uh, as I continued through, through this journey, uh, the time came to to do something with that passion. And, uh, that's where, where loot was established just as our brand has evolved. Our store has evolved. Uh, we actually unbeknownst to, to perhaps you and many, many folks, we actually started uh, a little bit before that that first shop location was uh, was launched that 600 square foot shop that you just mentioned we had a presence in the business that we started actually began in a 10 foot space in an antique mall
0: oh i didn't back, know that yeah okay. back in
1: back in 2016 so that's where we started the business grew it was well received we went from a a, a 10 foot space to a much larger space with with point of presence right up by the register and in, in the location that we were in. And then we moved into the 600 square foot building that uh, was our first brick and mortar, our true first brick and mortar, uh, that was aligned with our brand. Uh, mm-hmm. we, we went into a mobile gas station. It was a, a very old mobile gas station brick building, uh, very similar to our new location in Wapaka in terms of architectural, uh, similarities. But, um, we, we kind of have a passion for old vehicles as well, uh, here at loot. And, uh, we love that industrial vibe, as you know, we love that, uh, that, that gas and automobile, uh, type of vibe. And that's where we started in that little, in that little store, um, as we left the, the antique mall, um, it gave us exactly what we were looking for. However, those lessons learned, as I touched on, um, the space was great. It was small. It was packed full of loot. Uh, we made it, uh, we made it work for us. But lessons learned, we were in the wrong location geographically. Uh-huh. Um, we, we were not in a, a downtown area where we'd pick up that foot traffic. We had a lot of folks driving by, but we were set back on the street. It was hard to see our building.
0: Uh-huh. It
1: wasn't easily recognizable unless you knew about us, unless you had a, a desire to come and see us you probably would drive right by. We Mm -hmm. were on a major thoroughfare, but it was a pass-through. It was an area that uh, wasn't a destination. Conversely, if you look at uh, where we're at now in in the beautiful little charming downtown of Wapaka, Wisconsin, um, similar vibe, industrial building, former automotive uh, building built in in 1907 and has always been an automotive-related storefront. 6,500 square feet. So, oh man, what have we done? We've gone from 600 to 6,500 square feet, but we're in the right location with the right vibe that represents our brand. It's open, it's welcoming, very spacious, important in this day and age that uh, we're all living in Mm. with social distancing. So that went into- uh, And you didn't even
0: know about that then.
1: We didn't know about it, but boy, has that worked to our benefit. That has worked to your favor, yes. And it's in the right location. We have Mm -hmm. foot traffic. And the storefront is really appealing to to folks of of all types. Uh, People drive by and they see our old vintage trucks out there. They see the black and white building that, again, represents our brand. Giant roll-up doors that we keep open uh, as long as it's not snowing. Uh, It'll be interesting to see how winter goes but we keep those doors open. So it's very inviting for our clients and it pulls a lot of people in. So location is so important when you're thinking about a brick and mortar presence, especially, and one, again, that represents your brand. So that's the evolution of of our physical space and how we've evolved some of the lessons learned that we've experienced. And uh, we're, man, we're excited about uh, what the future holds, not only in this location, but as we continue to expand uh, for the future.
0: That's great. I I told you about that friend of mine who sat, who wanted to open a shop and she sat on the street in front of the empty building in her car for two months and watched how many people walked by. Ca- yeah. Counted great. Them. Yeah. Great strategy. That was, that was genius great
1: strategy. Yeah. The other thing to think about joy and, and uh, for, for the folks out there is think about the other businesses that are surrounding you. Do those businesses get a draw do they complement the area that you're residing in, and will that be an opportunity for you to pick up clients for your right. own business? So really think about your surrounding area in addition to uh, to the and location. And
0: who's going to talk it, talk about it, talk it up? Exactly. Exactly. You, know, you Word have of to mouth. go down the street <laughs> one block. You have to see this little shop. You know, because if there's other shops, they should all be doing that.
1: They should all That's be right.
0: endorsing each other.
1: And that's what we love about uh, the town of Wapaka. The business community there downtown is so supportive one of the other. Um, other shops are promoting us. Other shops are sending their customers over. Certainly, we do the same uh, as people mm-hmm. come into our our, our location, but uh, really collaborative. And, and that's important. Uh, we did not experience that in our first location. Uh, quite different, in fact. But that collaboration and really that partnering with other businesses To promote them, have them promote you and get clients that you share is, uh, is key to, to, to success in, uh, you have to, there's
0: enough out. There's enough for everyone. And
1: you (laughs) and
0: me, we overlap a little, you know, other shops. We, there's always a small overlap, but for the most part, you have your signature. I have mine and everybody needs to endorse each other
1: it's all about helping each other. And that's what I love most about this vintage business that we're in is the community, right? Um, being able to reach out and say, Hey, Joy, I've got a question. How have you solved for this? Um, Hey, how can I help Mm -hmm. you? Um, what can I do for your business to, uh, to, to support you as a, as a friend and as a, as a business partner, it's all about the community. And, uh, we have a, we have a very rich and strong community in uh, the vintage and antique marketplace, which I love. I, I just, it, it, it just got to have it.
0: So what would you say the biggest hurdle is and uh, of being a shop owner and how (laughs) have you so far overcome that
1: hurdle? (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. If, I don't know. If we've <laughs> overcome them as, as much or, as are overcoming.
0: Them. Let's put it in like yeah. present.
1: Indeed. Yeah. there is only one hurdle joy. I, I tell you, there are so many when you're, when you're a business owner of any type, but especially in a, in a smaller shop, uh, first be prepared to wear all the mm-hmm. hats. You are sales, you are marketing, you are operations, you are finance, uh, your HR, uh, your customer service, you're it. You're on the front line and you have to flex. You have to be <sighs> thinking about different aspects of the business all the time. Um, Long days and hours. What our customers don't see, they walk into an experience, right? They walk into the destination and they only see the surface, right? The beauty that you bring to your clients, the unique offerings and that, that total customer experience, that's what they see and it looks easy but it only looks easy because of the work that we all do behind the scenes to make it. So um, long days I and mean, we are literally six and a half days a week, 18 hours mm-hmm. a day running this business. And it's always changing. Um, just when you think you've got the plan in place, there's a new surprise that hits you something else to solve for something to figure out. There's the financial aspect of it as well. Um, even, even with our business, when we're looking at expanding, we, we had a, you know, I mentioned that corporate type of approach uh, which we took. We had a budget, we had a plan, we had a schedule. Throw it out the window. Yeah. <laughs> Surprises come, uh, both as you're building and establishing your 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 business, but also as you continue to operate um, in this business, especially the majority of us don't offer. Uh, an essential, something that I need to live. It's a nice to have. It's a luxury. And that creates some interesting, really some cyclical time periods within, within your business. It it fluctuates with the season. Your income varies throughout the year. It can be feast. Feast It can be feast or famine, (laughs) right. As we've talked about Um, and you have to be prepared to weather those, those, those times. Uh, And the last piece I'd say in terms of hurdles is, you are always on. Oh. We talked about brand, but you you literally become mm-hmm. the brand, right? Your customers know you, Joy, as as Savvy City Farmer. They love you. They embrace you. And that, that drives them to want to be a part of it and to be, be part of that experience and uh, embrace what you offer. As a business owner, you are the business. And uh, as such, you're always on. So not a lot of sleep. Oh. Get ready for that. <laughs> Easter famine, it's going to happen, and get ready to wear all the hats because uh, you yeah. are it. That's uh, that's it. But we've we've managed through that, and, and I'm fortunate enough now to, as we expanded, actually brought on partners. Um, my partners are amazing, and we all really counterbalance each other. Where one's weak, the other's strong. Where one's strong, the other one's weak, and we fill in the gaps together. That was a decision that is often. Tough to make as a business owner, a sole proprietor, uh, but it was essential to allowing us to expand the business, to grow, and to really leverage the strengths of that partnership. So, a decision that was right for us, maybe not right for all your listeners, but uh, it certainly helps right. to overcome those hurdles. Uh, if you've got uh, if you've got more than just yourself managing the the operation, and then you've
0: had you've had people burned by partners. Um, I think Indeed. you have a really. Strong, strong threesome from what I can tell. Um, husband yeah. and wife, for one thing, which is uh, they each have their strong points, you know, in their yes, relationship. Indeed. And this all goes kind of back to um, people used to say to me and the title of the podcast came about because of this little scenario. But at least once a week in our shop, Stuff With Style, people used to say, oh, I would just love to open a little shop like this. and that's what triggered my thought of making this one of our segments because it isn't there isn't any glamour in this the only glamour is at six six p uh six a.m on saturday morning when you open at nine the shop looks fabulous you've got you know a new jeans and a flannel on and (laughs) and you're ready to meet these people that think little fairies just came in overnight and dusted the place. So there's, there's a lot to it. And I used to say to the client that would say that, well, you maybe should go to work for a little shop for six months or a year and see what goes on, you know, great, great recommendation, unpack all the Christmas and go unpack all the orders that come and tag them and call in the damages and, watch for shoplifter. I mean, it's just like you could go on and on and on without end of the, the oh, jobs no, no the hats that you're talking about wearing.
1: No question. I, I love your suggestion. Go, go work for a small shop for a while. Um, because again, great shop owners, the successful ones like yourself, they make it mm-hmm. look easy. And we, we have similar comments from folks that come into our location and, And that, oh, I've always wanted to do this. I I would love to have a little shop because because it looks easy. But what you don't see is what it takes to get there behind the scenes every day, every hour, 24-7, 365 days a year. You know, we um you don't see the the planning prep and the work that goes into it, the hours and the miles that we put on to to find the loops, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Those things that will set us apart, that which our customers want. To be thinking in uh, in early June about what you're doing for Christmas. What are the trends going to be, and how do you find those Christmas items in mm-hmm. June uh, that you've got to put you've got to put money down, keep an inventory, and have it set aside for your transition to the winter Correct. season? Yeah, you know, we're we're already thinking about buying for uh, for next mm-hmm. spring. Uh, we just got out of spring. But we're thinking about spring now because fall and winter, Fair they're in the can. can. They're ready yeah. to go, right? So it's, um, yeah, it does look easy. It's not about just buying some old things at a market or an estate sale and no. pricing them up and putting them on a shelf. It's about the brand. It's about the prep. It's about the work behind it that uh, makes you successful. So it looks easy, but only because of the work. that you And into the it. old
0: saying, you have to be one step ahead. You have to be about three steps ahead.
1: I, a couple of weeks right. ago
0: on a 90 degree day, I started putting up fall. I said to Don, I'm going to put up fall in
1: our house. <laughs> I saw that. And he's like,
0: please don't. That was his one, his sentence, his response was, please don't. And I said, just look the other way. <laughs> I said, I have yeah. a retail Res- mind and it's time to put up fall here, you know? Oh. Yeah. It
1: doesn't seem, Joy, it seems like it gets earlier every season, yeah. right? fall starting earlier christmas starting gosh many of us were seeing christmas in july Well, the big year. box
0: stores don't uh, help that any you know no and you have to follow yeah. them
1: uh, as much as as much as we all um, don't yeah. embrace them you have to follow what they're doing because again think about what you want to become and where you want to go what your goals are and follow mm-hmm. those that you want to uh you know, you, that you need to emulate to be part of the market. And, um, so if the big box stores are are doing Christmas in July, you got to be prepared yep. for that. So, uh, always ahead. Okay. So
0: this is a twofold also. Okay. Do you ever have a zero day? And what do you do <laughs> with the panic that sets in, uh, or two, maybe two in a row, maybe a, a Thursday yeah. and a Friday. I mean, it's different every week you can't predict if someone's yeah. going to just look or if they're going to buy. So what do you do? How do you handle that panic? I know your faith is strong.
1: Yes. Yeah. Fa- faith is, is number one for us. Um, uh, we, uh, we have a lot of that. We lean on our faith, uh, significantly to, to make it through zero days are going to happen, um, in the retail business, especially, um, you you have to expect that. Um, important that you stay focused on the end goal. Know your why when you start the business. Know what your goals and objectives are, both financially and from a business standpoint, and stay the course. But know that zero days will happen. Um, we look at it as a long game, joy, um, not just how did we do in sales today? How do we do in sales this week? But how have we, have we done overall in comparison to our, our, our stated goals? Don't panic. Um, It does show up. I have those days just, just like I'm sure you've experienced in others out there. But when that happens, I personally reflect on how far the business Mm -hmm. has come from that 10 foot space in an antique mall to where we are today that success in our minds uh, and, and it's aligned with our business plan. Remain focused on that end goal. Uh, Rome wasn't built in a day, mm-hmm. as they say, right? Um, make sure that uh, that you know it's going to take time. You will not be an instant, su- instant success. It takes years. We've been at it f- officially or formally for, for just over four years now. And that's a lot of time. That's a lot of blood, sweat and tears every day trying to build this business because we're passionate. I was just going to
0: say that reflects Yet, a true passion, not a quitter. Yeah,
1: you, you, mm-hmm. you, can't, you can't give up uh, if, if you really want, want to follow your passion and be successful in doing so, you have to stay the course. The other thing that I do when I'm having a zero day or when when that panic sets in, I pick up the phone and I talk to friends mm-hmm. like you. hey. How are you doing? How's your business? Hey, what are you seeing in trends? And I get my head out of what is happening right now. I connect with others. Uh, I seek counsel. That's really important along with that faith Mm -hmm. and, and, and the prayers that it takes. Hey, I have this challenge. What can you tell me about how you've overcome it? How have you addressed it in your own business? And people are willing to share their experience. And, and anytime I have an opportunity uh, or collectively as a partnership, we have an opportunity to give back in that regard, just like this podcast today. And we are more than happy to do so uh, because it's all about that community and helping others. But know that zero days will happen. Don't panic. Don't give up, stay the course, remain focused, and, and it'll happen for you if you're passionate that about is it. It's
0: like taking the words out of my mouth. The it, it is a real thing. This is a real thing. It is. And <laughs> it's very important to keep your head down and stay in your lane. That's stay kind of overused lane. these exactly days, right. but but not be influenced by everything you see. Like, oh, should we get that? Oh, should we buy that? No, yeah. that doesn't say our brand. That is not what we're here for. So that's
1: right. Head down. Yeah. And we, yeah, we, we do uh, we do stay true to who we are. We started as a vintage business and, and, and at our core, that's who we are. Uh, We do attempt to be kind of on the leading edge of what's happening in the vintage space. um, But we don't change our, our, our look and our vibe because someone else is doing it and it looks cool. Someone else is doing something different and think maybe we should do that because they're successful. Mm -hmm. Stay true to who you are and what you're passionate about. And that will show up not only in your brand, it'll show up with your customers. Customers love seeing that passion. They want to be a part of it. And that will really fuel your business for success. Um, Absolute believer on. on I used to have
0: a rep and she would say she would come to my house and, uh, She'd say, well, this is selling really well in St. Louis. And I was like, <laughs> well, I, we're not in St. Louis. And I don't right. like that item. You know, I mean, it's, there's you just can't be influenced by what somebody else, the trend someone else started or, you know what I'm trying to say?
1: It's just I head I down. Do. And, and you have, you said something that I think is equally as important, Joy, which is you have to like what you're providing your customers if if you don't like it, if you don't believe in the product, if you don't believe in, in the offering, that's going to shine through as well. Right. So you have to be equally as passionate about it. In fact, we find that our client base, probably similar to your own, they get excited about the story, about where the item came from, about how we found it, about uh, its history. Mm-hmm. And that really drives them to be connected right. to that item and, and to purchase those right. items. And um, if you're not excited about it, your customers aren't going to get excited about it because anyone can offer the same product that they have in St. Louis. <laughs> it's about setting yourself apart. It's about that unique item and that passion shining right. through. So stay the, stay stay the, course. the course. I, boy, I, I cannot And say find, a, co- not find
0: a, a confidant. Yeah.
1: Indeed. And thank you for being one of ours. We adore that and (laughs) love you dearly.
0: We feel the same way about you and some of the other people that we hope to interview. They are just, they've got your back. I mean, it started at shows with us. The show, the show, the vendor neighbors all stood up for each other and just became like a family almost. So,
1: yeah, so true. I mean, we have we have friends today. You mentioned markets, and and we we did markets early in in our our uh, our existence here at Loot, and that's a whole other segment. Uh, I'm sure that you'll cover joy, but markets are a whole different uh, whole different <laughs> thing. But. The, the connections we made there, we still have four or five friends that we are so close with that we met as booth neighbors at markets and exactly. we still collaborate. In fact, I, I was on with one of those, uh, those contacts earlier today, seeing if, if they could help us out with a, with a product, uh, that we were looking for for one of our, our special clients. And, uh, those connections are so key because you can call on them, you can lean on them and you help each other. And, uh, it's invaluable. Plus it's a lot of fun too. Uh, that's, uh, that's part of this is having fun while you're working, working. your And tail it's off.
0: different every day. There are no two days alike. That's my favorite thing. It's very yeah, diverse. From travel to, you know, heading down the road with a truck, which an empty truck and coming home full. It's just, it's just <laughs> very fun. Well, I'd like to close here with um, yeah. two, another twofold question. Well,
1: Two for to be all, where you yeah. can
0: just, it, they are such that you can just go one right into the other, but I'd like for you sure. to offer sage advice to someone who has just taken the plunge or someone who is ready to take the plunge into opening a booth or a shop, and then I'd like you to tell our audience where you are exactly, like fr- coming from Iowa, where you are coming from Chicago, uh, what other direction would be applicable here?
1: All right. Cool. So, so first, sage advice. I don't know how sage it is, Joy, but it's advice, and if it helps someone out there listening, mm-hmm. great. Oh, uh, it we, will. We, we it succeeded. Will. <laughs> <laughs> first and foremost, know your Why? why do you want a business? Why do you want to open up a shop? Uh, why do you want to do this crazy thing? That uh, is a lot of work. Uh, if you know your why first, that will assist you to stay the course and in and, and continue to build, uh, even through the tough times, talk to others, um, get to know the market, get to know other businesses, learn from their experience, seek counsel, probably, uh, the most sage advice that I could, I could give anyone is seek okay. counsel, uh, especially early on before you launch, start small like we did here at loot, uh, start in a, in a, in an antique mall, go work for that shop. Mm -hmm. As you suggested joy to really understand what it takes and and how to operate a business like, like the ones that we own. Um, maybe Etsy is your thing. Maybe you want an online presence. Only Etsy is a tremendous platform to start before you launch that website and put the money, time, and investment into it. So start small and know that, uh, it will take time to build it. Location is key. Research the location, understand the environment, the demographic, what other businesses are around you. Are they complementary to yours? Are they competitive to yours? Will it be a destination for your Mm -hmm. client base somewhere that they want to go and then set yourself apart? We talked a lot about branding in this episode, Joy. Brand is, is key. Establish your brand, who you are, how you want to reflect your offering to the markets that you serve before you open the doors. Set yourself apart and don't be a copy. Um, Really know who you are and why you're different, uh, why clients would want to buy from you uh, as a business owner versus, versus someone else and, and establish that plan around branding, around marketing, uh, around targeting your, your client base very early on. That's all part of the business plan. Be prepared to weather storms, Mm -hmm. right? Feast or Mm -hmm. famine, zero Mm -hmm. days, panic-stricken moments <laughs> know how you're going to bad, deal weather yeah. uh, bad weather days yeah oh. bad weather days yeah here in central wisconsin six oh. months out of the year we're yeah. under snow right and uh and that that affects your business your your traffic flow so be prepared for that to weather those storms um both figuratively and 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 literally because they will and happen. before
0: before but you turn l- the key this is all quite daunting to do all of this first to yeah, do your homework yeah. on branding is not just oh some evening you sit on your computer that that's like a no. task that takes months i mean it's it oh yeah,
1: yeah. it, it I does helps someone. I, I, I really do it, it it does it takes time and put the time in up front because it will pay dividends in the end but don't give up and stay focused on the end goal. And something I haven't mentioned, uh, and I know you and I do this quite often, both together and in on our own in our businesses. Have fun. Have fun. If you're having oh. fun, man, people people are gonna they're gonna dig that. They're gonna pick up on it, and they will have fun with you, and they'll want to be a part of it. Passion I mentioned, but fun oh. is so important. And we here at Loot, we made it, an agreement as we expanded the business and set up the partnership. If we are not having fun, we need to we need to reevaluate what we're doing. So yes, we work hard. Yes, long days, long hours, tough times occasionally, but we're always having fun. And and we like to to share that with Can our I customers. tell a quick
0: story before you tell us where you're located?
1: Absolutely. Okay, the first
0: ever city farmhouse pop up that Don and I did in Franklin, Tennessee, we got a late start. We got there late. It takes at least a day and a half to set up a booth at a show, a national show, a <laughs> at national <least>. show. <laughs> yes. And then there, there were boxes. Just I, I took so much because I did not know how to do this. I took things that were, br- I, I, it was just awful. The line of boxes, I just didn't seem to get them unpacked. But somehow we, we got through it the first night. No one told us that overnight there's a dew that forms that, would, that you would need to cover <laughs> everything. Again, this was my newbie days. So
1: lived it. we came the it.
0: next morning to just fluff it up and wait for the people. And yeah. everything was drenched. But yeah. this is the long story I'm trying to keep short. We, had, we made it into so much fun. First of all, you don't sit down. At a show, you can't sit. I I call it work in the crowd. I jump out and, you know, try to get them in by just having fun with them. But there was a lady, and she might even be listening. She said, whatever you have, I want to bottle it and take it home. (laughs) (laughs) Because we just were like the Energizer bunnies. We were so excited to be there that we didn't let any of that stop us.
1: That's right. And there were, were boxes I didn't Keep even going. get on Pat. <laughs> Yeah. Oh man. I can, I can oh, so relate to goodness. that. Um, and, and such, such great advice from you as well is is, is getting out in front, connecting yeah. with your customer, make them want to be a part yeah. of it. Right. And, uh, and that's what it's all about connecting with that customer. So where are Mm -hmm. we at? Tell us. we, Loot Vintage and Supply is located in a, just a fabulous town in central Wisconsin. Wapaka, Wisconsin. Can you spell that quick? Um, Yes. W-A-U-P-A-C-A. So Wapaka, uh, Wisconsin. We're about, uh. 40 minutes from Green okay. Bay, um, about 30 minutes from Appleton. Okay, That's probably the largest, yep. uh, next largest town. And just, uh, what are we, a couple, couple hours from you in Illinois. Um, so centrally located, beautiful community, uh, right off the chain of lakes mm. with a historical downtown, beautiful old buildings and architecture, lots to do, other shops, cafes, businesses, stroll the sidewalks. In uh, and, uh, and see loot, vintage, and supply. It's it's a great experience. It's a fun place. Uh, our doors will be open for you, so we hope to see uh, your listeners soon.
0: I would love that, and I I still want to uh, revisit our discussion, which we will kind of keep a secret now about a collaboration in in uh, late November, early December. So we'll
1: we we can't <laughs> wait. Loot, 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 and savvy coming oh, at you, folks. So my get gosh. ready. Thank
0: you so much, Todd, and um. Folks, I can attest to, to this space. I've seen it. Uh, I kind of saw it in stages. I think the electricians were there the day we got there. And we, we, <laughs> yeah, we saw the mess, views. and we've been back once to see it all cleaned up. So if you can, get there and visit and uh, endorse these hardworking people. Thanks, Todd.
1: Thanks, Joy. Okay. Speak soon. Bye. Bye.
0: Let's give a big round of applause to Todd from Loot Vintage and Supply. Wasn't that just incredible? His insight, his knowledge. Um, He says he's been a shopkeeper for I think going on five years but this is like he's beyond his years in expertise and I'm hoping that you took some notes. I'm hoping that it's helpful. You know you can lean on us. You can press in and you can email us. And Todd is very willing to share. So we are going to continue this conversation next week with another very favorite shopkeeper of ours. And I think I'm going to keep it in suspense. I was going to tell you, but I think I'm going to Um, let you just come back and see and get inspired all over again. This is Joy Fry-Waltmeyer, Savvy City Farmer. Thanks for tagging along. See you next time.